Welcome to the Wealthy in Pajamas podcast, where it's not all about the money, but it's not not about the money. I'm your host, Sonia Highfield, the Wealth Expansion Coach, here to help creatives find their real version of wealth, build profitable businesses, and be happy, healthy humans. Hi, everyone. Welcome to today's episode. I am so excited to bring you this interview with one of my favorite humans, uh, Luisa Alberto. And I am going to introduce her in a minute. But Luisa, thank you so much for being here. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so excited I'm singing. (laughs) I love it. We're just going to do all the things today. So we can sing, we can talk, we can dance, whatever. I love it. (laughs) So for those of you who don't know Louisa, I'm going to share her bio with you because she's a very impressive human and someone you really need to know. So let's let's do the bio. Okay, Louisa is the CEO of People First Finance, a complete financial service solution for women agency owners and service providers. She has almost 20 years of finance and operations experience working alongside visionary leaders of successful startups and has founded multiple businesses from brick and mortar to consulting and coaching over the past decade. Her mission is to ease the financial burden and overwhelm that holds too many ambitious, enterprising women back from achieving financial autonomy. Amazing. So I want you to share all about your story with everyone, but I want to start with the question I've been asking all my guests, which is what does wealth mean to you? Oh, I love this question. And I love answering this question in my pajamas. That's like the icing on the cake, honestly. <laughs> right. It's. A, I have to point out to you, I'm wearing my shirt today is my no problem. Oh my gosh, I love it. No prob. Wait, no problema. Like no problema. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. And I'll point out that I'm wearing my very cozy hoodie. Um, this is another layer in San Francisco. It's freezing. And so I have, uh, I have this a San Francisco staple on today. Um, but well, okay. So I was thinking about this cause this is your shtick and I love it. Um, and I think for me, it really is about this feeling of like abundance, like that there is more than enough of what I need, what you need, what we all need to go around. And I, it's like the opposite of this like place where so many of us tend to come from, which is like, there's only this much of the pie. I've got to get my slice. Um, and you know, that scarcity sort of mindset and all these words like scarcity and coming from fear and yada, yada. And like the word abundance even maybe has lost a little bit of shine, but really it's just this feeling of like, there's more than enough. There's more. And and the feeling of like trust in that and like relief in knowing that there is more than enough to go around. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. And do you feel like that's been an evolution for you to land in that place of really like abundance and not feeling like there's one piece of pie that's mine and that's it. And that's all I can get. OMG. It's an ongoing process. There's no there there, right? Like there are some moments where I feel like what I just said 
is so true, like in my being. And then there are some moments where I'm like checking my bank account, looking at my cash flow, and like, am I gonna, is this all actually okay? Like, so I don't think like I have moments of feeling wealthy and feeling abundant. But I think even at this point where I am like one of the most optimistic people I've ever met, like I still have those like really dark moments of like, actually, it doesn't feel like there's enough. And that's just very real, you know? Yes. Yeah. Real talk. I appreciate that because I think that we all have those moments, days, weeks, months, right? Where really we get into doubt and, you know, contraction and feeling that lack and feeling stressed about money and, and other things too. Right. So, um, I'd love to hear for you, like, what does make you feel abundant in your daily life? Ooh, I love that question. And as you were talking just before about like that feeling of like scarcity or lack or like constriction, contraction, I I kept thinking about my time like where I feel or when I feel the most abundant or wealthy is when I have like an open schedule or the people that I'm talking to or the conversations that I'm having that are on my schedule feel fulfilling and uplifting and expansive. Like this conversation, I'm so excited to talk to you because it just feels like I know that it'll be an expansive, like nourishing, fulfilling conversation. So I also think like the way that we spend our time, which is our most precious resource, right? As individuals, like we have a limited time on this earth. You don't get more, Um, you know, it really is about like how you're, what you're prioritizing in the time that you have, you know? Yes, totally. And it's interesting. Um, A couple other people have responded to, you know, that question of what does wealth mean with time? Yeah. It's such a kind of funny thing, though, because I think as entrepreneurs, like we have to work to make our money. And yet we also have this huge pull to freedom, right? And freedom of time and flexibility of time. And it's also so easy to get bogged down in all of the business doings and all of the things that it takes to actually create the possibility of having that time and space and freedom. And even like feeling like we get to choose who we're spending our time with, who we're letting into our businesses, right? Like who we are spending our time talking with because um, like, I think that's just a, a part of business that so many people go through is kind of like this messy middle ground where you're just saying yes to people, right? Or you're like, I need, I need the money. I need a client. Like I gotta do, I got to do something here. And there's so much to do all the time. Right. And I know um, one of the things that you shared uh, in in the intake form I had was that you're not good at a lot of things. You outsource everything. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. I'd love to hear like, what does that look like for you in your business now? So I literally do outsource everything. Um, and, and what I mean by that really is like, I, it is a priority for me because I know where my energy is best spent and my mm-hmm. energy and the kind of person I am, I'm, I, my energy is not, is not best spent and I'm not, and I don't feel fulfilled by the doing mm-hmm. by that. Like some people on my team who are incredible, like we do like the Clifton strengths assessment and things like that. And this woman on my team, who's incredible, she, she's a learner. And so she loves digging in and, and figuring things out and learning new ways and da 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 da. And then 
I have another person who likes to solve problems and get in there and do QuickBooks cleanups and that sort of thing. And I am very much not that. I am like, what's next? Who are you? What else is out there? How can we do this better? Like I'm a very, I like to think about what could be. I like to, I like to revel in like what hasn't yet come into awareness. Like Mm. that's sort of where I enjoy spending my time. And so it makes a lot of sense for me to outsource client delivery, ops, like those sorts of things to a team, because I am really, really good at like gratitude and, and appreciation for my team and direction and making sure that everybody is like rowing in the same direction and motivated. And I'm very good at that. And so, you know, and of course it takes time to learn these things, right? Like in the beginning, like when you and I first met, it's been years um, that I started as like a one-to-one coach. And then I moved to the membership model and you actually helped me. Oh, I'll never forget. Like, I'm so grateful to you your brilliance around how to gracefully come out of an offer that didn't feel aligned to me anymore. Just as my friend, you were like, Hey, have you thought about this? What if you did that? And to just be able to like honor the commitment that I had made to people in my membership, but then gracefully come out of it because it wasn't actually where I felt like I could have the biggest impact changed the trajectory of my business, my life, my personal fulfillment. Like, so I think like, it's just listening to those things, right? And not getting stuck in this mindset of, oh, well, if I don't do it, no one else will. Or I only I can do it better. Like let, I'll just do it. And and how much we limit ourselves as people who start businesses, who think expansively, who are more visionary, who do see problems that they want to solve. Like how much we're limiting ourselves by thinking we have to do it all, you know? Yes. Yes, totally. And it is such a beautiful thing when you are able to outsource and it sounds like you've been so like smart about your hiring and your outsourcing and figuring out like who's the right fit and who's really going to, you know, support your vision and, you know, all the innovative things you're doing. And I know for a lot of people that is a major hurdle, like figuring out not only who to hire, but really the right person, you know, for each kind of role. And um, yeah, like you said, it's not like an overnight thing where all of a sudden you have the perfect team. Like that really can be quite a process. And even just like the trust factor of like letting people come in and support you and support your business, like that can be a major hurdle for people. Well, we're not good at asking for help, right? And this is like, you know, not to get gendered or whatever, but like for women, I'm sorry, we have a hard time asking for help. And that I think gets in our way more than we realize and we suffer silently. And I think in business, if you do want to grow beyond yourself, if you are interested in sort of like expanding opportunities to build wealth and abundance in your life and do work you really love, it is inevitable. I just did a post on this on Instagram because this came up in a recent conversation. It is inevitable that you will have to hire someone to help you. And the sooner you do it, the sooner you learn what works, what doesn't, right? Like last year I had a key hire um, and it it ended terribly. Did I learn lessons from that that will take my business from where we are today to 10 times where we are today? Absolutely. And I learned that lesson quick. It took a year, right? Like it took a year. It was a year of my life. That feels like forever. Yeah. 
on this journey. But it took a year of investing in that person, of trying every different which way to make it work for Mm -hmm. it to completely unravel for me to then go, oh, actually, this is how that needs to go. And now I can say with confidence that I have team members who or compliment each other, support each other, work collaboratively because I learned, not because I magically hired the right people. I went through that, making that hard decision. And I just think like the sooner we can make those decisions and hire those people and learn. And I've had other service providers that I've hired, you know, and have been really anxious about it and did it anyway. And it, and it, it was miserable. Like it didn't work. And I, again, learned so much. And so I feel like you know, you can't fail in that regard because there will always be, and I know people say this and it's like, that's why, don't listen to me, do it, do it because uh, these words will land and you'll go, I know, I hear that all the time. People say, no, do it. And then you will feel what my words are telling you. You know, it's inevitable. It's just inevitable. Yes. Yeah. I think that is great advice where it's like, give it a go yourself (laughs) and then you'll see what I'm talking about. So I would love for you to tell people a bit more about your story and your entrepreneurial evolution. And um, I mean, I knowing what I know, like team has always kind of been a piece of it. But can you tell people like where you started? Oh, my goodness. Yes. So huh, where I started. So I have been an entrepreneur for a long time. I started my first business. It was a brick and mortar business. Um, a labor of love, really. And that's where I learned a lot of really hard lessons, you know, as far as what it takes to run a brick and mortar operation, what it takes to work with a business partner, what it takes to run a team. I learned a lot, funding, fundraising, all of that, money management, all the good stuff. Um, That ended again in a really really tough lesson learned. So this is part of my story that I'm very, very open about. Um, I ended that business in bankruptcy because I was like, I don't want to spend the next 10 years of my life paying off a mistake that I have learned. Like I'd rather leverage that to build wealth and maintain wealth going forward. Um, So that happened. And from that, all the lessons that I learned, I pivoted into one-to-one finance um, consulting and coaching. First, it was consulting locally for small businesses here. I'm I'm in San Francisco. Um, So did that just because I had a network of folks. I've lived in San Francisco for a long time. Um, I'm a people person. I know and love a lot of people locally. And um, so sort of had that trust already with some folks who trusted me to, you know, be a consultant and coach with them. Um, And then right on the heels of 2020, I was like, this is fine. I was like traveling to people's offices and their living rooms and like working with them where they were. And I was like, Louisa, this is not sustainable. This is not scalable. Like you've done a little bit of the like boots on the ground, you know, getting in there. Now it's time to really pull up and see if you can reach more people. Um, And so by some, you know, universal nudge sort of came into um, the online space and at the end of 2019 and really learned because the online world as a whole, now we're all much more familiar with it. But even then it was like, what's digital marketing and what's an email list and how do I do this? And what am I saying to the client? And how do I show up on Instagram? Like it was a, a total mystery to me. Um, and so learned a lot through that, built some more connections and then really pivoted into like a very solid one-to-one finance coaching Um, mode. And that's where I really learned like what is actually holding people back from managing their finances better from, from, from existing in a state of like well-being around their finances. Like what are they held up on? 
And I loved doing that, but it was like very taxing because I would give at like, I'm somebody who like, if I'm talking to you, I'm giving you like everything I've got. And I'd get off those calls and be like, like collapse on the floor. Like I'm so spent. Mm -hmm. Um, And again, just realized like it was very successful, but realized it wasn't sustainable. So then I pivoted into this membership model. I'm like one to many, one to many. Okay. I can do membership. I can get a group going community. Yeah. That sounds good. That feels good. Um, so I did that and I got like 30 members, 20 or 30 members, um, in and, but it was me running the entire show. I think I had like an assistant at the time who was helping me with some of the admin side, but like, it was me, it was all on me. And I was like, again, I just feel like my energy is getting completely drained and I have so much more to give, but I'm like in this box. Um, and so that's when I called you and I was like, help me out of this box. And so you helped me out of that box. Um, and then in the fall of 2021, I launched this agency because I was like, there's a real need here for based on everything that I've experienced to this point, for women business owners like me, right? Where I can totally relate to that story and and what's holding you back and where your head is and all of that. Um, There's something about having somebody who you trust helping you in a very proactive and intentional way, like do all the things that need to be done when it comes to business finances, because it's a lot and it's really hard to find trustworthy, you know, um, experts who understand you, who can sort of break down a lot of the complexities inherent in business finance. Um, and so I just felt like I, I'm uniquely positioned to, to do that. I should just do that. How fun would it be to like find a team and build a team and build like a team culture? And it just sounded really fun. Um, and so I sort of just like followed that thread and pulled some of the clients that I had worked with as a consultant into the agency model, because I was starting to feel like, oh, you really do need somebody to like do this for you. And it's bigger than me. And so pulled some folks in there. Um, and just by networking and, and building connections, really found some folks who could help me as my first team members. Um, and then, you know, sort of from there picks up where I was going before with like my first key hire and, 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 you know, a lot being on that person's plate that first year and me seeing like where the breaking points were. Um, but I think like all in all, I followed like what felt good. Like I followed what what didn't feel hard. I followed what felt exciting. And I say this all the time, this work that we're doing, like life, it's a marathon. There's no like, and we're here, right? Like I'm making more money on paper every month like more than I could have dreamed of two years ago. And, and I'm not there. I'm not like, ah, let me just put my feet up. and uh, Right. Because you're always going to desire more or have curiosity or want to constantly expand. And so it's just a matter of like tuning into the parts of expansion that feel good and aligned and, and not hard and like rigid and, and overwhelming, you know? Yeah, I I understand all that so much. And I think what you're saying is so important for for all of us who are really like looking to evolve and to find our purpose and to really um, be on purpose in our work, right? In our businesses, to do things really intentionally and to make sure that like we're enjoying it along the way because if we're not, if we're not feeling good, if we're stressed, if we're weighed down by everything, like we're just not going to be 
our best selves to show up and help other people. And I think one thing that like I felt right away with you where I think it was, I don't even remember how we met exactly, but we, we, we connected and I invited you in to talk to a membership that I was running at the time. And I remember being on Zoom with you and it just was like, I feel like we're just best friends right away. And like, I don't even know you. And I think that your, not only like your knowledge and experience uniquely positions you to do this work, but I think it's like your energy, your aura, like you're so warm and down to earth. And I think that also creates such a unique positioning in the, you know, financial industry because you're someone who's really like, yeah, well, like we're going to help you with the numbers. Like we're going to get you sorted out with the numbers, but your approach is such a, like you said, like, like real people, like, you know, people first approach. And I'm sure that has impacted, you know, how you've attracted people in and how you've been able to continuously like shift and tweak and refine and pivot when needed and kind of see, you know, like people are going to keep coming along with you. I think kind of no matter what you do, but I think you really landed in this like beautiful place now where you're not doing it all alone. You're really helping and serving people that like you really care about. And do you feel like, (laughs) I don't know, do you feel like a bit of an outlier in the financial world? Oh, yes. Like, It's so interesting because I recently discovered LinkedIn as my new like happy place. Mm. And I think it's because and I know that LinkedIn is like buzzing around as like a place, but it's like it took me a long time to really dive in. But I learned it and I took a course and like did the whole thing. So I like did it right. And I think I love the platform because I can be myself in the world of business. And I think I'm very active on Instagram. I've been active on Instagram for years. I love it. I've cultivated a beautiful community there, but they are, they're not people who are like, I I'm struggling. I need to purchase your services. It's people who just, I, 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 I attracted because they're like, Oh, I, I like this person. I'm interested in this person. I'm interested in what she has to say. Um, or that's what it feels like. So like Dan, it's like, it's a lot about relationship building. It's a lot about having a unique voice. So you stand out. Mm-hmm. And so I, it's enabling me to find my voice because I'm like, who am I really talking to? Like, what do they really need to hear? And how can I stand out from the noise? Because it's not just about, did you file your taxes on time? Are you keeping your receipts? Like, it's not just about teaching. Like people know that there's shit they need to do, right? They're, they know there's a laundry list of stuff they need to do for their finances. But if you don't, if it doesn't feel good, if it doesn't feel easy, if you don't feel like you have support, if you don't feel like it connects to the bigger, like, like, like energies in the world, like if there's no connection there, you're going to avoid it. You're going to put it off. It's not going to be a priority to you. Um, But I think what I can offer in my story is how profound it is to realize that you're not good at something. Like I didn't come out the out, out of my mom. Like I know how to do money. I didn't graduate high school. Like I know how to do money. I didn't come out of college. I didn't come out of my first three jobs knowing anything about personal finance. But the second my landlord was like, when I was pregnant was like, Hey, we may need you to move out. I was like, wait a second. I don't have any options. I'm in debt. I, I'm in San Francisco. Where am I going to go? What blah, 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 blah. 
And all of a sudden money had meaning to me because I was like, if I had money, I would not be stressed. I'd be like, great. What are my options? What do I need to do? Let me move this around. And that's when I was like, oh crap, I need to care about money. And so I went on a total journey of like learning about understanding personal finance first and foremost. And that's what really parlayed me into learning about, you know, how to transfer that understanding of money into the world of business. Mm -hmm. And until money means something to you, you're not going to prioritize it. So it's my job. I feel like it's my calling, I should say to have money mean something to you. Even if it's just like looking at my contact content or being my friend or being in my world and I can make you feel warmth around money, like boop, 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 my job is done. Like that's all I need to do. Right. And the rest sort of follows. Yes. Oh my goodness. Yeah. It, it's true. And like money is such an intimidating thing and really for so many just people, but especially entrepreneurs where like, you know, there's a lot of financial things we got to be thinking about. I, I just love your approach. And again, it is that warmth that you bring to it where it's like, okay, we don't have to be intimidated. Like we don't have to fear this. Um, like I get all the, you know, shit that's going on in your mind about it, but let's get, you know, up close and cozy with it and see how that's really going to benefit and like open up your life for you. Exactly. I mean, it's that expansion piece. I think like I've really been just like feeling feeling into that word because it just feels so good. And it's meant different things to me at different stages of this journey. Like before it was, I think it was my word of the year in like, I don't know, 2021 or something, right? It was like expansion. And to me, that meant like expanding my business. And so the team piece and like making it about more than just me. But now that I feel like the business is a like, especially just the face of it, like actually has come back to be a little bit more about me and, and how I, I approach this. And, and I'm realizing that instead of stepping away from it, I'm sort of stepping into that. Mm-hmm. It's like expansion means isn't about me. It's about my impact on others and the impact that that has in their world and in their community and their families and for what they want and the lives they want to live. Like, there's an evolution that's happened that until this very moment, I hadn't quite articulated or pinpointed. So thank you. Um, But like, that's what it has evolved into. And so I think when you come from that place of service and impact and you know what the hell you're doing, like every, anything I want, I will have, like, it will come to me. I'm no longer like, right. And I think like, But I think getting to that point requires like testing yourself a little bit, like, like dislodging things that have felt stuck and like having different conversations and, and finding different like ways of thinking and perspectives. And, you know, and for a lot of people that starts with like, for me, it was like listening to podcasts, reading books, right? Like you start to sort of like get stuff in your head and in your ear and that's maybe a little bit different. But truly, I think the next level of expansion is like really for me is connecting with other people and watching like the ripple effects of that unfold. It's like incredible. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It is so beautiful. And, you know, I'm reminded there was one time where I was doing a workshop or something like that. And um, there was a woman on the call and she was like, I just don't feel motivated by money. So like, how can I 
get into that energy of, oh, I need more money. And, you know, when I asked her, I was like, well, you know, what are you motivated by? Right. What are you passionate about? And she had a beautiful mission for like, you know, empowering women on their spiritual journeys. And she wanted to build like retreat yurts all over the world and host these different, you know, uh, spiritual retreats. I'm like, perfect. How you do that is by having more money. That money is going to come in and support the mission. Right. So when you feel really motivated by your mission, it doesn't matter what it is like the world we live in is you're going to need money for it. And so I think just like you're saying, if you can feel connected to that something bigger and then really understand and appreciate how can I connect with money in a way that just feeds my mission, right? Takes care of me, you know, supports me having a lifestyle that feels really good, whether that's living in a tiny house or, you know, a, a mansion in Malibu, right? Like whatever it is, but supporting your mission and what you feel you're here to do in the world. I find that to be like the endlessly motivating thing and to really kind of, I think overcome some of the capitalistic ideas that people can be like, ah, capitalism, money, right? And it's like, well, cool, but what's your mission? Because I'm guessing if you're connected to either of us or, you know, in our sphere at all, you have a really heartfelt mission, right? It's like you have an, a mission for impact and we need that. And that's going to help so many people. So just connecting the dots a little bit you know, and, and being able to work with someone like you who can really, you know, take on the finance stuff, but in a way that is like very heartfelt. Right. Yeah. Well, and it's like, if you think about it, money, if, if, when you say the word money or think about the word money, you see like the paper money, that's not what money is. Money mm -hmm. is not necessary. Like it's for some people that might work, right. Maybe seeing piles of money or like thinking about filling a bathtub and like swimming in the bathtub and how that would feel like viscerally is your thing. But if the word money doesn't, if it's not sticky for you, like think about, I like to think about water, right? I like to equate money to like the ocean. Currency, right? Currency. Like current. Yes. Oh, currency. We're not talking about money. We're talking about currency. There's a flow. Do you know how much money is in circulation now? It's like gagillions of dollars, right? There is no shortage of the dollar bills. It is like the ocean, right? There's an ebb and flow. It's going to come in. It's going to go out. But there is an ocean of currency, right? Running through the world. And all you need to do is be a magnet for what you need, want, desire in order to build the yurts. I love that. Build the yurts throughout the land, right? Like how can you draw on that currency, on that resource to build your dream? Like, and that's yeah. just a better way to think about it. Yes. So I would love to hear like, how have you gotten to this point? Also, like, how do you work through those moments when you are feeling in lack or stressed or like, I don't have enough to do what I want? Like, what are the tools or mindset or like, what are the practices that you have used so that you can feel like, okay, generally, I feel like I'm in the flow. I feel like there's abundance. I feel like I believe that more is coming, even if I don't see it right now. Yeah. 
I think the best way I can describe what I do is like I disengage because in those moments I recognize that my mind is like a hamster wheel. And so if I can just stop this to let this take over, whatever that needs to look like, right? So that might look like for me, you know, listening to like a spiritual or inspiring um, download from someone, or um, I really like, um, I don't know if you've heard of it, but brown noise, it's different Uh than white noise, like brown noise for me brown noise, that frequency, it's sort of like that's, you know, but it's a particular frequency. If you're not familiar with brown noise, when I turn that on, my entire body goes, "Mm." like, I can't form a thought. I am just like one with the universe. I don't know what it is about that frequency, but that shuts, shuts her down. Um, going to the ocean, like whenever I look at it uh, again, and like thinking about currency and flow and like that really resonated with me because if I need like a blank slate or to be reminded of where I am in relation to all that is looking at the freaking ocean and just thinking about what it is and what lives in it and all the life and I'm like how is it possible you know sort of just like being in those places of more expansive like mind-blowing wow this also is real like how much cooler is it that this is real than like all the crap I'm making up about what's real? Like, I'd rather think that all these things are real and possible. So why not? So those are some tools that I use like every single day to stay in this place. Um, Because there are like, it's life. You're inevitably going to get knocked off of that. Right. And that is a okay. Um, And as, as much as you can then just sort of like reach a place of calm about it, you don't have to get like super hyped about it, super energized, super expansive, just like even just reaching a state of like calm, um, I think is like the first go-to. Yes. I so agree. I'll have to check out the brown noise because I haven't actually, I've been hearing about it, but I haven't actually tried it before. Um, But I love what you're saying too, is like taking yourself out of kind of your um, little bubble and like being in awe of things in the world. Right. I, I feel that very much. So when I like go walk in the forest or like look at the stars at night, that's, that's really been like, honestly, one of the most healing things is like moving out to a suburb where there's, I can see the stars every night. <laughs> like yeah. It really is that reminder though, that like, yeah, what we're doing is significant. Our lives are really meaningful. And also there's this whole great big world around us that's filled with so many beautiful and interesting and cool, weird things. And like our experience is just this one little experience. And, you know, we don't have control over everything, but we do have choice, you know, and we can choose to sit in our feelings and, you know, go down the rabbit hole of like, I don't have enough. I'm not doing it right. You know, nothing's working out for me. And we can also choose to, okay, let me shift a little bit. Let me look at it differently. Let me like remind myself of that whole great big world out there. And I love hearing other people's stories, right? Like when I need some inspiration and I don't know, for me, a lot of times I turn to like the music world as inspiration because there's so many stories of like, I was, you know, like basically living on the streets or I was couch surfing and I was trying to be a star. And then like, I kept getting rejected and rejected. And then, you know, they got discovered and like their careers took off. And it's for me, those are just always really inspiring stories of like your world can change 
And I don't know why I'm bringing all of that up, but that, that's just where my, my brain went. <laughs> so good. Well, I mean, we all have to develop these places of respite, like these places where we can go in our minds or in our physical world to like, to just feel connected to more than what our like acute problems are or what our perceived like acute challenges are. And every time I, or a lot of times when I do that, the problem unravels itself. I come back, like there's a Slack, maybe, you know, conversation happening and it feels like hard when they're trying to figure something out. And I'm like, let me just disengage. And by the time I usually come back, the challenge has been solved. There's a solution, like, like mm-hmm. things have just sort of worked themselves out, not responding to that email right away. Sometimes I'll just like, wait, and then I get the response. Oh, actually, I, fi- I found it. Never mind. Like, there's something about sort of taking yourself out of the equation and allowing sort of like mm-hmm. things to just sort of be and become like where you're not responsible for everything. You're mm-hmm. not little you is not responsible for moving huge boulders from going from zero to 500, like little you, like, no. And don't ever think that even if you get to that point, that it was just you that did that. It wasn't just you. It was everything that conspired around and with you that moved that bigger boulder in your life. So don't fool yourself. Like, don't take the burden of it all. You know, we don't have to. So how... How does intuition play into your business? Ooh, um, in a really, really real way. I'm actually in this process right now where things are shifting um, in my team. And I'm in this place where I have to make a decision about the next key hire for us. And I love these moments because there are all these different roads I could take. Mm-hmm. And instead of being like, freaked out of my mind that a ball's going to get dropped or something's going to go wrong or I'm going to make the wrong decision. I'm like, I can go all these different ways. What feels like the right way right now? And, and can I pause and take some space and time to really use my mind, but also follow like, like if I'm going to, you know, put together a job description, did that feel good? Did that just come out of me? Like, is that what I'm supposed to do? Or do I need to wait a month and just sort of see what clients come into our world and maybe that'll help dictate sort of what happens next. And so I follow my intuition a lot when it comes to hiring. Um, you know, obviously I know my numbers and I look at my cash flow and I sort of know what the business can and can't handle from a, from a financial perspective. Great. Boom. Done. Right. And usually people are like, but that's the problem. I don't know. It's like, no, you actually like, actually like, yes, you need to understand that financial piece. Um, but then from there, it really is about you knowing what is going to be the most needle moving addition to our team, you know? And, and so um, I think that's the biggest place right now in this iteration of, of, of business that I'm in where like, I'm like, all right, what, what are we thinking today? What do we think? You know, that's, that's where that really comes into play right now. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. And that's such a good way to use our intuition. I think that, you know, probably intuition so subtle most of the time that I'm sure you're using it every day, no matter what, without even having to, you know, pause and think about it, right? I think that's how most of us function really is like, we actually are always listening to our intuition, but it doesn't always seem like, all right, I'm going to sit down and like, listen to my intuition now. Um, But having that kind of, you know, 
bigger decision moment and allowing it to kind of like come in and, and take center stage and play a big role, you know, in like the decision-making process. Um, that's such a cool way to, to access it. Well, I also think like the times when my intuition <clears throat> has been harder to access mm-hmm. were times when, and I'm sure a lot of people can relate to this, were times when I was taking in too much. Mm-hmm. Like just, just constantly digesting, whether it's, you know, scrolling on social media or if I was following like a very particular coach and got really wrapped up in the way that their perception was. And like, I just started to feel like I needed to disengage from that. Like I want to take a lot of different perspectives in, but then I need time and space to like synthesize that and really like let what's going to settle and stick, settle and stick before I then can hear my, my voice or my intuition or really feel that. And so I think in this, in these times, like, especially when you're like, I need to get to, you know, hundred K or I need to replace my salary or I need to like, you're just in that mode and you're really looking for solutions mm-hmm. externally because you're not sure the right way to go. And I think that that's great. And then I think we also need to just give ourselves space and time and credit really that like we, our voice can be brought to the surface in order to make bigger decisions or final decisions or decisions that feel more aligned. Um, that comes up a lot, or I've learned a lot about that over the past few years as well. Like so many people have. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I agree with you really creating, creating time and creating that connection with your inner voice. And, um, you know, everyone kind of like connects with their intuition a little differently, right. Too. So it's really understanding, like, yeah. Do you need to sit in meditation? Do you need to like listen to your gut? Do you need to, um, you know, follow your ideas? Yeah. Whatever it is. Um, yeah. Just allowing it to, to come into play and not be, um, what I want to say, like out, like out, outshined. I don't know. Out, like not letting the other voices be louder than your own yes. voice is what I'm trying to yes. say. Yes. <laughs> Um, so I would love to ask you, what are some of the reasons, you know, to get into some money talk, like what are some of those reasons that you have seen from your work that really do hold women back from being financially empowered and maybe financially educated and taking financial risks or getting financially organized? Like what are the big themes around money that you've seen really come up for people? Yeah. I mean, I think one is people self-identifying as not being money people. Like when you're like, I'm not a money person. I love this work. I want to like, but I'm not a money person. So even just saying that and thinking that and believing that instills a lot of fear around money on a lot of different fronts. So that's a biggie. Um, Also the fear of investing, like make it like make it. And, and the fear isn't around inve- investing. It's the fear around investing in the wrong thing mm. that comes up a lot. Um, because you, the feelings of like shame or guilt. And this I think stems from, you know, as kids, like in our generation, like, you know, there was a right way, there was a wrong way, you know, you got in trouble for this, you got like, you know, there, and so I think that that stays with us. And so as adults, moving into business and moving into money, if you're, if you're not comfortable taking risk or you're not practiced in, you know, making decisions about money that feel good, 
whether they, the outcome was what you intended, something better or something worse, like you just get stuck and you don't decide to invest or you don't decide to get the help you need. Like we were talking about earlier, or you just sort of stay here for fear of really screwing things up. And in my mind, I'm like, you can't really screw anything up that bad. I mean, I've declared bankruptcy. So if you need to hear, listen up. So what's the worst that can happen? You declare bankruptcy. You end out on the street. You like, what are the worst, you know, scenarios? I can tell you, like if bankruptcy is a, is a, is a fear, you live through it. You learn through it. Like you will be okay. Right. And, and not to say that, that, that will happen to people, but like, again, just thinking about like the worst case scenario, stop thinking about the worst case scenario. Right. Cause it's not even that bad. Like, and so I think we just get in our heads about that. And so one uphill battle that I have is helping, especially women business owners, understand how investing in services like ours in this area of their life is actually the thing that's going to help a lot of other pieces fall into place. Mm. And I just don't think that that like I, like that's the message. It's not marketing and branding and 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 all that. Like, yes, of course. But finance, like really, if you have your financial shit together, a lot of other things, relationships, clients, team, like joy, like a lot of other things really fall into place by virtue of that being a mock. Well, it helps you make so many other decisions, exactly. right? It informs really how you go about life and business when you understand your numbers. Exactly. Right. and. I love what you said about saying like, oh, I'm not a good money person or I'm not a money person. And I will say like from for my own perspective, for the longest time, I had this thought that I'm not good at saving money. And that was my belief for so long. And it wasn't until I started learning about mindset work and money mindset work. And I actually put that to the test to be like, maybe I could be good at saving my right like i i really had to change the belief because for you know however long it was so i was 27 years old i was like i'm not good at saving money and i thought that was just really like a fact of my life of my personality and that was one of the biggest like game changers in my money experience was shifting that belief and then I had never saved more than 2K in my savings account. And I saved 10K within like six or eight months. And it was just such a game changer. And I think the thing about saying, I'm not good at money or even I'm not good at saving money or I don't know how to manage my money is that it releases us from the responsibility of actually getting the information to change. And change is hard, right? <laughs> like <laughs> that's kind of a fact of life. Change is hard. And so I think what I've seen with people is that a lot of times they've kind of taken themselves out of the equation by saying, I'm not good at it or I'm not interested in it. Or like, I mean, I can't do math for the life of me, but that has nothing to do with knowing my numbers. Yep. So taking responsibility and empowering yourself to say like, okay, I don't know this right now, or I don't feel good at this right now, but I can change it. There's information out there. There's tools out there. There's people out there. Can I lean into like, all right, what do I need to learn? 
right? What do I need to do so that I can change my experience? And I think it's that little piece that so many people really do get stuck on and kind of just like, you know, fuck themselves up with because they're just taking themselves out of the equation of having any like control or responsibility or ability, right? I had not quite thought about it that way. That was so beautifully articulated. I think it's so spot on. And I think if anybody really heard that, and if you heard that, but you need to hear it again, like go back and listen to that because I think you're so right. And this is part, this also feeds into my mission of like autonomy, right? Financial autonomy, where you get to decide where your money goes, how you're allocating the money that comes into your life, where you are financially autonomous in deciding those things because you have at least foundational financial literacy. And I'm sorry, but as a business owner, that is required. If you want to stay in business, if you want to call yourself a business, if you want to pay for your life and maybe pay for your family's life and retire, you know, wealthy and in abundance and live all these things. It's like, it is a requirement as a person in business who is self-employed to have a basic financial literacy, like foundation. It just is, you know? And I, I just think people don't realize that and and it's not optional. (laughs) I mean, unless you want, you know, some fallout. Uh, And I think that we can also just take the shame out of it, right? Because like you said earlier, we didn't come out the womb knowing how to manage money or, you know, invest or do taxes. Like really no one was born with that knowledge. And um, I think I, I for sure have had that shame around like, I don't know how to do this. Like, I don't know about, you know, whatever it is. And I remember like when I first worked with a financial planner and it was so helpful and so mind blowing. And also um, it was just one of those things where like she really did make me feel okay about like what I didn't know. And I think if we can all just kind of like take the shame away from what we don't know and again, ask for help. And like, you know, if you have zero money to invest go to YouTube. Like you will find so many things there. Like, you know, follow people on Instagram, on TikTok. There's so many places these days that actually you can go and I mean, you know, do some research, get some qualified people, but there's so many places that you can go and learn at least some of the basics and then hire someone like Louisa when, you know, your business is more established. Someone who really like cares about you and your money and is going to help you with your whole freaking life because she's helping you get your money together, you know, work and make your money work for you and like feel really good about making those decisions, right? Like making those financial choices. Um, I think that's really an empowering thing that a lot of people, again, just kind of fear making decisions and choices. And you probably see so many people kind of go from one side to the other, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, you know, as a business owner, as somebody who's self-employed, like you're making decisions every second of the day from how you spend your time, how you allocate your resources, like what you do about client this or that. Like you just get so much decision fatigue Mm. that like it's not your fault. Like it's a lot. It is a lot to be responsible for. 
on top of life, right? Like totally get it. And so I think you're right. Like finding the right kind of support because we don't need to do this alone. Like that is not how life is done. Um, you know, like you don't need to do this alone. And so I think part of my mission is also also to be a beacon, right? So it's not just, I don't want to just talk to you if you're interested in my services. I want to talk to you if you want, if you're interested in your financial well-being, if you're curious about what that means, if you're feeling like this resonates or like you've had it irking you and you weren't sure where to go. Like those are the conversations I want to have because it's much bigger than, you know, the services that we offer or the coaching or the it's, it's us wanting to help other women understand the true power of, of paying attention to this part of our lives, you know? Yeah, totally. I met someone yesterday. I was at a speed networking event and the woman next to me was like, oh, I follow you on Instagram and I love your content. And I really think that more, more women need to talk about this idea of wealth. And I was like, yes, <laughs> thank you. And yeah, we do. Um, so I love that you can be a beacon for people and really kind of like, I'm going to go with that metaphor, like a safe harbor, right? Where people can come in and learn about their money stuff and maybe shift their perspective on you know, getting help with their financials and really making that a priority to invest and in getting support with their money. Amen. Yeah. Um, okay, Louisa, tell people where they can find you on the interwebs and how they can connect with you. Totally. So you can find me on Instagram. The handle is at people first finance. That's me, my life. You get to see my office and all the, all the things um, that percolate throughout the day and the week. Um, and then my website is peoplefirstfinance.com. Um, and then I'm on LinkedIn. Um, Louisa Alberto is my uh, little marker and uh, have just really enjoyed connecting with people there as well. But like, don't hesitate to reach out. If anything we said today, anything I said today resonates I'd love to know you, uh, what you're up to and see if I can support you in any way. Yes, we'll make sure that you're linked everywhere so that people can find you. Um, and is there anything else that you'd like to share, drop some knowledge on, um, highlight about you know what you have going on these days that you want, want to make sure people know about? Yeah, I'm working on a secret offer um, and it's going to be invite only because I'm sort of like beta testing it. Um, so if you're not at a point where you're ready for a complete, you know, completely outsourced accounting solution or CFO advisory services, um, but you really want to get clarity on some benchmarks and like numbers that you need to know in your life in order to make better decisions, um, reach out and, and let me know. Um, but that's something that I'm working on just again to to help to just support folks who aren't quite there, help them get there so that once they're there, we have another solution for them um, that can carry them through to multiple seven figures and beyond. So we need more women in this world, making money, feeling good about that, you know, having influence and, and supporting each other. So I'm all about it. Absolutely. Awesome. Thank you so much for sharing all of that. Um, everyone, I just highly recommend connecting with Lu Louisa and, um, you know, follow along, hire her, check out what she's doing. Um, cause she's really just like a gem of a human, as I'm sure you've, you've learned from this interview and, um, someone that like, I really know is doing, doing the good work in the world. And, you know, alongside my mission of, you know, empowering women in their businesses, in their lives, in that mission of wealth. So I so appreciate you. Thank you so much for being here. 
Thank you for having me. This was such a treat. Yeah. So good to see you in your jammies and uh, we'll talk soon. Awesome. (laughs) Hey all, thank you so much for tuning in today. It would mean the world to me if you could subscribe, share, and leave a review so more people can learn about this work and access their true wealth. And if you'd like to continue your wealth work, please pop onto my email list so you can choose your own wealth adventure, whether that's applying for one-to-one coaching, accessing my DIY content, or staying tuned for upcoming wealth boosting programs. You can find all that at the following link, bit.ly, bit.ly slash wealthy PJs, P-J-S bit.ly slash wealthy pjs join me there and let's get wealthy